Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, we have former bachelorette Michelle Young with us. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Hello, I'm so excited to be talking with you all today. Yeah, so today we really wanted to touch on confidence because that's the thing that's a tool that we all kind of have to work and build and strengthen throughout our whole life, um, starting as a young girl. So Teddy and I were wondering, um, I know you were big into sports, um, building your own physical strength, but how was your confidence when you were growing up? My confidence growing up, I was very lucky to grow up just in a very supportive family. And so I had parents who really invested so much of their time in me and my siblings during weekends, whether it was sports, activities, they were constantly there. And they were the parents that knew when to push and knew when to pull back and like provide love. And so I think that's really where my confidence came from is that during like difficult times or when I feel that something, um, my parents were there always supporting me, like giving me that pep talk. That's something that I really, really vividly remember. And I also was just wanting to be like the best at whatever sport I was in. And I was super competitive, too competitive. I learned that at times. And it, it was really though just, wanting to make sure that I was giving like my best effort. And that's what was always preached throughout my household. And so if you're doing that, then you can feel good about what you're doing. And when you're feeling good about what you're doing, you're confident. And Mm. so I think that's kind of where it started. What did a pep talk sound like from your parents? Oh, depending on what era we were in, like what phase we were in, right? right? 13, 14, 15. Because I was going to say, there's some of the pep talks might have been more like lectures. Um, (laughs) But it was really, my parents are so good about knowing what makes my siblings and I us, Mm. like what makes us special. 
what characteristics um, that really truly make us ourselves. And that's what they amplified. And so with me, that pep talk was really about my work ethic. Um, it was about, I was really hard on myself if I failed at something um, and, and really lifting me back up, kind of always proving that everything is going to be okay, that it's going to work itself out or that I'm going to be able to work through it and that I have the support system to do that. And so depending on whatever it was sports, whether it was, you know, things with friends, it was just other going things going on in your personal life, puberty, right? The whole world right. is ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. They just, going on. yeah, they, they just were able to be realistic mm-hmm. in their pep talk. So it wasn't like this over the top, intense, energetic, like everything's going to be okay. Don't ever worry about it. It was very realistic about, okay, what can I do to support you right now emotionally? And then what can we like logically do and fix and change right now? And how do we like get ourselves out of this rut? And so that's, that's what I remember kind of from the pep talks. That's awesome. Did you, do you feel like you brought that into the classroom when you were teaching? Is that how you handled girls? And like, did you notice something that the whole reason the girl powerful was spawned from us is I was a teacher and working in the school and all I would deal with was the social and emotional health of the girls after recess, all that free time, they'd come in complaining, remembering these stories from five years ago about she did this, blah, blah, blah. No one can let it go. How did, did you bring like how your parents handled your life and communicating openly with you into how you taught? Yeah, I think it was a combination of my parents and it was also a combination of having, um, I had like two really, really good basketball coaches mm. growing up before I got to college that I, I, I had coaches that were like, build, like break you down, build you up, you know, water is for the weak. I had coaches oh. that were like that, right? <laughs> That's scary. Right? I would have quit that day. Right? That would have been yeah. Teddy that is over. You know that like Coach Carter stuff, right? Like there's yeah. there's some things that are like that and, and I get it. They're trying to build this intense work ethic, this mental toughness. But I really did have such a great set of coaches that knew when to push, knew what tough love looked like. And so as I navigated into the classroom, especially with um, my, my minority students, there's a lot that they come into the classroom with um, the students that I was dealing with. And I'm a huge, like you said, huge part with social emotional. You can't learn. You can't even take steps forward if that social emotional piece isn't on point. So that's what you have to take care of first. And for me, it was really, you know, the world is a really scary place and it doesn't take excuses. It doesn't matter where you came from. Nobody's gonna, you know, you can have a story from where you came from and you want people to understand that story. But at the same time, as far as like being successful, being just able to survive and get where you need to be in the real world, you have to figure out how to get the tools to get yourself out of that. And so that's kind of the mindset that I came in with is with these students, understanding their story, understanding their triggers, understanding where they came from, but also really showing them what a work ethic, like a strong work ethic looks like. I was very tough on my students. And like, we would go head to head, but at the same time, we would make steps forward with tough love. And then there's times where I pulled back and they needed someone to listen to. So it's like, my mom, my mom did that is my mom always was like, um, one of those parents of in your life, you're going to get caught up in sticky situations. And regardless of what the situation is, you can always come to me. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you down and you may feel overwhelmed or stressed or you're just not showing up the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of yourself because they help you feel empowered and you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at your way. I personally love learning how to manage my emotions, how to have positive coping skills and set boundaries, and continue to develop my skill set for the rest of my life. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash girlpower today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash girlpower. I'm not going to be mad. You can come to me. That was my students. That's the relationship I set with my students is I had high expectations of how you handle yourself as a person, what a good person looks like, and, you know, how to establish getting good grades, what you need to do, how to handle certain situations, how to communicate that social, emotional, like learning tools. Yeah. Um, but then also if you mess up, I'm still going to be here. I'm not taking off. I'm not leaving. Um, and I don't hold grudges. We, we hash oh, it out. That's a big deal. Forward. That's a big deal. Yeah. Instant and- I, as a teacher, honestly, in relationships in general, any relationships that you're going to have in your life, it's not like instant forgiveness in the sense of, I forgive you and everything's like perfectly back to normal all the time with adults, but like with children, it's really important that I think that you don't hold grudges and you hash out, you have those conversations, you figure out how you're going to move forward. And then when you move forward, you move forward. And so when a kid messes up and they would come back and, you know, enter the room, they enter the room with open arms from me and from the classmates. They're accepted back in. They're not shunned. They're not ignored. It's not this passive aggressive energy. It's like, no, we're here for you because we have high expectations. We want you to do the correct thing. But when you mess up and you come back, it's like, okay, reset. We're moving forward. We're not dwelling on it. And they're more likely to do the right thing. It's yeah. yeah. It sounds like you, it sounds like you had a pretty strong like basis of self-care and self-love and like openness to be able to hold the space for the kids because I worked in a school and sometimes adults would like take things out on their kids or they're having a bad day and you know they'd be more snippy or whatever they they just this one little boy would just drive him so crazy that they couldn't let it go so like do you have any tips for teachers on how to like find that neutrality in the mind and the heart to be like there are babies here's the thing (laughs) with this okay I want to be careful like as I like talk through this but it doesn't mean that you don't have that fire burning in your chest like they're Mm -hmm. they piss you off Mm -hmm. like they truly piss you off (laughs) right but they do do. and as an adult and as a teacher especially when you have that strong relationship established with those students you have to figure out as an adult how to move through that so that they can move through that as well And as an adult, you'd hope that you have like those social, emotional um, skills yourself, (laughs) right? It might mean stepping into the hallway yourself to take a deep breath. It might mean like, right, Mm -hmm. taking taking a moment to breathe. And that's why with like teachers, it's really important self-care, balance outside the classroom and, and those things as well. But 
it's really just taking a step back from the situation and understanding that it's not personal. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy and I every time personally to terrorize you. (laughs) Right. Like that's why is this my life? Right. Not the young ones, anyways, but (laughs) essentially it's the environment that they're coming from. Yeah. And it's kind of your job to support them and then it's also the education system and your administrators administrative system and school system to support you right so it's like it should be coming from the top down yeah for sure teddy and i used to always debrief after we'd have a class and we'd be like okay (laughs) like this happened this happened this was said but it was like you kind of have to like in your own way i guess that was my way of processing what had happened that day Mm -hmm. it's just like debriefing and like coming down so the next day isn't like a whole repeat of what just happened yeah and it's not I mean there's a reason why I'm taking a year off (laughs) like there's a reason right it's not this easy concept at all it's Mm -hmm. really difficult honestly because it's like you don't always bounce back especially when you go through the school year you get burnt out you get exhausted and you can process through those things and did you guys do like, what was your, that was your biggest way of decompressing after the school day? Would you guys like talk to each other? Was it, you listened to like oh. your radio station on the way home? Working out. Working out. Working, every out. working out. We like to, in, in LA, it's fun to work out. You know how it's like a community and kind of like fun to show up and take a picture of berries. Like it was like, you felt like an adult and yeah. then you go in the classroom and you're like, I'm six years old and I'm their <laughs> leader you know yeah. and then there were really awesome parents that would like you know give you bottles of wine <laughs> those were the okay can we like Claire those were the smart ones yeah yes. yeah I remember there was this one year that I was teaching it was like my second year of teaching and I got this bottle of wine during it wasn't even teacher appreciation week it was actually like fairly early throughout the year and it said um something like here's a bottle of wine because I know my child is the reason that you drink. Like, <laughs> it was like something like that. And like this parent didn't even know that I would, that I drank actually at the time I didn't start drinking until I was like 24 older. So I was, hadn't even yeah. like didn't drink wine or anything like that, but it was just really funny parents. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate those parents, you know, that get totally. it. I get it. Yeah. Any kind of gift, any kind of thank you from a parent meant so much, even just a, a, a note you know, just some acknowledgement of like what we do for their kids all day and keeping them protected, you know, and helping them grow. I mean, once one day when I'm a parent, I'll be so grateful for my teachers, my kids' teachers. Oh my gosh. Just, yeah. The things that they deal with and that you just, you hand them off for the entire day. Yeah. Yeah. Along and with you don't other get little- any money. You have no money. <laughs> so, <laughs> like You're poor. <laughs> Yeah, we're poor. Yeah, it's crazy. It's hey, okay. no one's like, no one's like afford it. Are you actually gonna go back to the classroom? What if your career and it will blow up? Like, it's I maybe. Mean, it's a maybe. Here's the thing: you don't get into teaching for the paycheck. You get into it sure. for the passion, sure. and that passion doesn't just like abruptly like switch go away when it's like your true passion. And so, I think that's where I'm at right now. Is I'm figuring out what pieces from teaching can I take into my life now so that I'm fulfilled Mm -hmm. because I want to make a difference. I want to make a huge difference. I want to work with different teachers, just the school system in general and making the changes so that teachers are taken care of. So we can get the help and the funding for our students that 
truly need it. Yes. Right. And unfortunately, the change should come or happen, be able to like all parts of change should be able to happen within the classroom. If we just listen to teachers, if we just supplied them, if we if we gave them the support that they needed to so that they could support the kids, if we gave the kids support, we could go on for days, right? About everything that needs to happen. Unfortunately, all the changes for the education system need to happen outside the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm really kind of focusing on right now. Do I miss the classroom? Yeah, I wake up every single morning and I miss it. Truly, yeah. I truly miss it. And so I'm kind of figuring out how do I get myself in a classroom here and there where I'm speaking, where I'm working with kids so that I'm fulfilled in that aspect where I also kind of still put together the puzzle pieces um, of how to make like a bigger change outside the classroom, if that makes sense. Well, you're so inspirational, like even just like one of your posts that I was reading the other day. So at Girl Powerful, we're huge on positive affirmation and positive self-talk, yeah. which, you know, sometimes it's kind of like you either learn that from your home or you have to learn it the hard way. <laughs> so like for me, it's like it took me till I was 30 to actually start loving myself. And it was this yeah. whole evolution of basically learning and deep diving into social and emotional learning. So um, we have a card deck and we do it with the girls and anyone can buy it online. But you know, there's 64 prompts of affirmations that the girls can pull a card in the morning and like carry it with them throughout the day. But I loved your Instagram post. I'm going to read it. It says each morning when we wake up, most of us head to the bathroom where we see our reflections in the mirror. For me, I tend to see puffy eyes, wild morning hair, and my daily affirmations written in dry erase marker on the mirror. These affirmations allow me to start my morning with reminders of what I value, who I am, and who I challenge myself to be. So I just love that. And I love that you share that with people because it's something so simple, like take this dry erase marker. It's like step one, write down who, like, what do you value? Who are you? What do I want to become? And what do I want to be? Because everything's attainable. And, you know, it's like, we don't wake up perfect too. Like you're acknowledging puffy eyes and wild hair. So I mean, you've been in the spotlight, like you're under scrutiny. Everyone wants to know what you're doing, who you're dating. How do you stay confident? And like, how do you stay like up instead of letting it kind of eat you alive? You know, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is just with being in the spotlight and the people that I interact with is I've always been positive. Like I've always really tried to find the silver lining in every situation. Um, even if there really wasn't one, <laughs> some may call that delusion, but, <laughs> you know, um, but with, with this, honestly, like the self-talk is something that has had to really come in play when I was in college. Um, and also now in the reason why I started writing those affirmations on the mirror is because it wasn't so much of like people speaking about like physical appearance or, you know, there's these just nasty haters who will comment on what you look like, everything on the outside. But the people who would comment, you know, things about character, um, who, right, like in this pivotal moment where I'm moving from teaching to what I'm doing now. And I'm a big, I like to show people what I've been doing once I get there Mm -hmm. and not talk and talk and talk and talk and then have nothing to show. And so I've really been kind of quiet about what I've been working on. Um, I can say that on the 
February 13th, actually, I will say this, is, is kind of when that's going to come to the surface and people are going to get to see some different things of where I'm headed and what I'll be doing. But I've had to stay very positive with my self-talk towards just like those inner thoughts because I wasn't ready to showcase things. I wasn't ready to talk about it yet because I was still working on it. And I believe being like that silent workhorse, right? Where it doesn't matter who knows what, like people don't have to know what you're doing 24 seven. Um, you're not just constantly broadcasting everything. You're truly working on yourself. You're working on your goals. And I was really locking down, getting my values in place and where I wanted to spend my time. But during that time, it looks like I'm, you know, moving into the influencing world and giving up teaching. And this is this girl who loved kids and worked with kids and was an inspiration, changed the world. And now she's just advertises beauty project products and does this and goes to these events. And that's all she's worth. And so I've had to be so careful with just how I let those thoughts in and really me having the confidence and enough confidence in myself to know where I'm going um, that it doesn't matter what anyone says. And those affirmations is something that change every single week. And they're kind of like my weekly focus of what I'm working on. Um, reminding myself where I'm going, reminding myself to be confident in myself and that it's okay that everyone doesn't know where I'm going. When it comes to hiring, you need to trust your gut. But what if you could give your gut some help? When you want to find top talent fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Something I love about Indeed is Instant Match. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. Indeed knows that when you're growing your own business, you have to make every single dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Indeed knows that finding people with the right skills makes all the difference when you're hiring for a team. Visit Indeed.com slash GirlPowerful to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash GirlPowerful. That's Indeed.com slash GirlPowerful. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Do you need to hire? Then you need Indeed. They don't need to believe in me. I believe in me. And shit, they'll see when I get there. <laughs> no, they'll see when I get yeah, there. Watch me. I'll wave to you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I'll wave back. Hey, <laughs> where you been? Right. It's just, yeah, I, I think um, it's always a work in progress. And it's that self-talk. And I read um, Michelle Obama's book, The Light We Carry. And she actually talked about this interaction with this guy she had where every single morning he would walk into the bathroom and he'd be like, hey, buddy, in the mirror. And like mm -hmm. this guy's wife would laugh and just kind of like chuckle because it sounded funny because he was just talking to himself in the mirror every single morning. And it's like, well, why are you talking to yourself? And Michelle starts to talk about how she did it. Like when she got in the mirror, she would talk to herself. And the way that it just changed the light that she had with her, like throughout the rest of the day, because she was her own cheerleader. And it was, you know, when you say it out loud, you're either one laughing at yourself, you're going to crack a smile, mm -hmm. um, or you're just releasing the fact that it's okay to not be okay. And yeah. so that's what those affirmations do. I read them out loud in the morning. Um, they change constantly in the middle of the day. If I'm struggling, 
I'll, I'll have them as my screensaver um, or I'll go back in and I'll, I'll look at them. But I think when you are constantly putting in self-work, it's able to, it's easier to get through those hard moments where you're really not confident. Yeah. I love that you say it out loud because we make the girls say them out loud. Yeah. yeah. Act, like, I have this one girl do affirmations every morning with me mm-hmm. in the mirror and it, yeah. it works. Well, yeah. we believe that like, if you say it out loud, you can think it and that's super powerful. But like when it comes out of you, like the universe can hear it. God can hear it. Anyone with you can hear it. And I think yeah. that it just magnetizes so big that way. Yeah. What's your yeah. affirmation for the week? Do you mind sharing? Oh gosh, I don't even have them. I don't even have them with me, but I don't have like the specific ones, but my what are your favorites? What's that? What are some of your favorites that really are favorites? really powerful? Yeah. Um, one of them is don't look back. <laughs> Just with, there's a lot of things that are happening this week. Um, in Arizona right now for the Super Bowl, there's a lot of just different big events. There's a lot of people here. Um, and it's the don't look back is really just, you've been there. Um, there's a lot of exciting things coming up. Like I said, February 13th. And so there's going to be a lot of uneasy moments at times where like, okay, do I have everything in place? Like, what if I launch this and it completely fails? Or what if I do this and it's not going to work? And it's just the fact that I got to this point, no matter how the week goes, don't look back, like you're on the right path. And that's, that's the biggest focus this week. Yeah. Don't look you back. have to do it. You know, it's not like, oh, well, what if this, what if that? It's simply don't look back. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, that means I got to look forward. So I have no other choice, you know, keep it simple. Well, some people like live in the past. Like we find that as we get older, it's like they I live. A lot of people yeah. So yeah. that's honestly like a really great thing to say to yourself. Yeah, so, I think, yeah, even as parents like vicariously live through their children, you know, because they didn't get yeah. to do things that they didn't want to do. Yeah. yeah, and I think like in AA and stuff like that too, people live in the past and that's when you know you you need some healing when you're constantly talking about how you were, you know, in college or these old fun stories of you and the boys yeah. and like all these like things you're like, let it go, man. Like what about... Yeah now and creating these new experiences and opportunities like life's in front of you not behind you right I read shoot I can't even remember what I I do like a lot of reading um and I read this book I can send you guys like the the actual title because I'm blanking on it it's like living in the now or in the present now something like that but it talks about just people in general a lot of people have trauma. Like I have my own, we all go through these Mm -hmm. difficult things and it's really easy for people to get stuck in their trauma and continue to want to reside there because it's actually familiar. And Mm -hmm. so it's painful. We don't want to move forward because this like depression or whatever these things that we've experienced and have like become our life. We don't, we're uncomfortable with moving forward because it's, not in the know like we don't know what that is and at least we know what this is right even if it's icky and sticky you you don't like it but at least you know that feeling is it the power of now by Eckhart Tolle I think it might be is it like a blue and green cover like a blue green yes have you read it yeah 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 pretty awesome but I kind of want to go reread it or listen to it again that sounds like a good refresher Yeah. Yeah. It's, it does a really good job with just combining, like whether you're religious or not spiritual, 
there's so many pieces that you can pull apart from that book and take away with everything. So yeah, highly recommend. So now that like your career is changing and shifting, you're, you are changing and shifting like we all are, but how do you decide like who's worth your time, whether it be dating or friendship <laughs> or career? Like what are most like, okay, I'm laughing so hard because this is wow. Like, how Have do you been you... a fly on my wall? Have you been a fly? <laughs> I on am, I'm a fly. <laughs> Clearly, I know. Okay. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Did you bug my suitcase or something? Did yeah, you... I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I've get been, out of my head. I'm, I'm in Arizona too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I heard somebody in here. Yeah. But um, no, honestly, that's been the biggest thing is really another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What did I read? I read this quote the other day um, because I've been doing a lot of just moving around with friendships, with who I spend my time with. Mm -hmm. um, And my small, like I have a tight knit friend group and a few of us just say like, who's sitting at your family dinner table? And for us, it really just means like, who are the people that have your back, are there to support you and are there to support you for, I'm going to say it for the right reasons, but Mm -hmm. like really, because especially in the spotlight, there's a lot of people who come into your life. There's a lot of people in general who stay close to you because there's perks or because they want you to fail. Um, and like, who are those people who genuinely have your back, whether you're Michelle Young, the bachelorette, or you're just Michelle or whoever that is, and who are going to support you in getting to your goals with getting to your goals in like the right way. And so I've had to do like a lot of eliminating. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've really had to, I got hit by this quote that was like, you become the, like the five people you spend the most time with, Mm -hmm. you become like them. And when you look at that, you sit down and if you were to write to like the five people you're the closest with, and if you were to write characteristics about them and what they stand for and how they support you, how they support themselves and, and how they treat other people, that's huge. And if like, you don't like what that looks like, then you readjust. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's really just making sure that the people around me are going to support my goals and not only are they going to support my goals, but they're going to challenge me to get there. And that's the biggest thing is that like, they don't have to have the same passions as me and they don't have to do all these different things that I might be interested in, but they also have to be able to like fill up my bucket as well. And if you're not getting that from like a friendship or a, a whatever relationship or whatever it is that you're around, it's, going to take away it's either taking away or if it's I I believe it's like what is that quote taking away or giving you're either putting out negative energy or you're either sucking energy or giving energy yeah and so you have people who are gonna suck energy and you have people who are gonna give energy and like the people I want in my circle are the people who are giving energy yeah and that's I think that comes back to self-confidence too and realizing your worth that and 
yeah. and then it's time to you know disassociate from some people and things yeah. how did you do that though are you the kind of eliminator that just kind of put space there communication just fizzles ghosting or do you say hey we don't really align anymore do you have the guts to say that I think that's like really yeah. intense we did a lot of eliminating like when COVID happened and a lot of people were yeah. forced to just spend time thinking and we moved yeah. to a different state and started over really um honestly with my friendships like the friend I, I take a lot of pride in my friendships mm-hmm. and so the ple- people who I'm close to I'm very close to and so I think with the situations like I've been in a recent situation where you know I had to step away from a friendship and I like have those conversations really and it's just kind of been the fact that I need to refocus like I need to refocus you know when you like spend time with somebody and you feel like you got the life sucked out of you or you're just (laughs) not yourself or whatever it is I really look at it as okay I can either continue to to spend my time around this person and get the life sucked out of me or like feel awful or not achieve my goals so that I don't make them feel bad or I can stand my ground it's like you either choose yourself or you lose yourself Ooh, I like that and I I'm gonna choose myself and everybody yeah. should choose themselves and that isn't you know and it's it's you know people are like oh well, you got to be selfish it's actually not it's not selfish like you deserve to set your own boundaries you deserve to be able to put in the energy to achieve your goals you deserve to be able to work towards being a better person um yeah. and all those different things and you should be able to do it without feeling bad and right of course, of course you feel bad yeah you shouldn't have to like prepare emotionally to go spend time with your friend doesn't yeah. matter your profession it's like we yeah. all work hard we all hustle our free time should be spent with like loving people who respect yeah. you. Yeah. And if it's not more fun, everybody, why is everyone yeah. so damn it's, serious? Yeah. And it's, you know, <laughs> you know, those people where there's just always something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They you know, you like take a second back and you're like, okay, like I'm actually realizing there is always going to be something wrong. I'm you, you attract what you put out. You truly do. Yeah. And so it's, it's not going to change. Sometimes do you wonder, because I have like, how did I even get here with this person? (laughs) Like how, like how lost was I for a couple months or whatever it might be? Like, why is this person even in front of me? Um, honestly, I think I, I can see why you'd feel that way. Yeah. I think I've thought that for like a brief second. And then I realized, well, if you think about it, when you meet people, they don't come off negative right away. Like mm. nobody's like, let me embrace this negative <laughs> so that they can suck the life out of me, right? No, basically yeah. everybody puts their best foot forward, mm. especially when you're making new friendships. And so friendships at first can start off really, really strong. And then as you spend more time and as you get closer, you're gonna have things in life where there's, you know, tragedies happen or you have a really bad day or you go through, you know, really long period where you just really are struggling. But there's also ways, you know, you can kind of also see how those, that person handles those struggles and what they mm-hmm. put out and like, are they going to get through that struggle or did we just jump from struggle to struggle and we always jump from struggle to struggle. And so that's where it's like, it's like, it's not like you get duped, but, but essentially <laughs> everyone puts their best foot forward. Yeah. They can that's- do that for a certain amount of time, but true colors show or just the real natural defaults always going to come out. Yeah. 
And that's exactly. how you got there. Yeah, that's how you got there. Thank you, Michelle. You know, and that's how you got there. Shit, it kind of sounds like an engagement. I'm like, damn. It's really <laughs> funny though, because Teddy's like a magnet for just like people to want to be around her. So like anytime we do a class or like we both teach, Teddy teaches yoga and I teach meditation. So it's like after we do a class, it's like everyone gravitates towards Teddy. They want to be around her. They want to be in her presence. And then I'm just like, Teddy, you have like a fan club everywhere you go. <laughs> but I'm assuming that's how sometimes you're like. I, I do. Here. No, I do. I, I, I love that. It. And I can, I can relate to that. And I mean, I think that there are people who, you know, like just people gravitate towards naturally. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be people who gravitate towards you because you're a positive person and whether you're inspiring, whether, you know, and they want to be a part of that. And then there's also going to be people who come with that because they're struggling. They want to latch on to that, but essentially like rely on you to, to get them out of it. And that's not fair either because like they had, you only, you can get yourself out of it and they can get themselves out of it. So, you know, right. it's just really like just well, that's like, how I am I'm like filter. I don't want any I'm always like no you gotta I don't be a filter you know yeah. a filter figure out how to not let them you know weigh on you <laughs> yeah for sure yeah all right <laughs> so we did you did give us some quotes but is there a certain quote that you live by every day that's really meaningful to you oh I'm ver- such a big quote person. I used to write quotes on like post-it notes and stick them all around my house but I'm trying to think about a favorite. Um, honestly, I would say that I had this quote on my desk and I'm not going to say it verbatim because I cannot. It's like, um, it was literally on a post-it note. It came to every classroom I was in. It By the time I got to like my sixth classroom or my sixth year of teaching, it was like some kid had spilled water on it. It was like soggy, ripped, faded, but it was still <laughs> like the pen I wrote it in. So I kept it like that. And it essentially just said that you are going to move into goals or dreams that are two sizes too big. Mm-hmm. And like, those are the growing pains and that's what you're supposed to do. And soon, like those growing pains, like you grow into it and you fit it. And then your job is to move again into something that's two sizes too big. And it kind of just goes with the concept of you should always be uncomfortable in like growth. I've not never like, heard that. I'm I've uncomfortable never heard that. in my relationship because like, I don't feel safe, not like a safety thing, but mm-hmm. essentially like in a risk taking, you should always mm-hmm. be uncomfortable with, you know, whether you, you're going to have doubts, whether you can do something or you can't do something or it's scary. And my suggestion is just do it scared. Like it's okay yeah. to be scared. Like bravery doesn't mean that you never feel those emotions. It's just that you don't let those emotions stop you from, what you're working towards and so yeah growing pains and really making sure that I'm uncomfortable and sometimes it's really nice to be uncomfortable constantly <laughs> yeah but that's so true it's like when we turn 25 like that's not who you are forever no we're allowed to grow we're allowed to evolve and change and I love that that your dreams yeah. are like become become comfortable too big. uncomfortable yeah yeah that's when amazing. you were when you were in the bachelorette what was your self-talk like there my self-talk was <laughs> almost compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it was really just reminding myself what my values and morals were. Just because when you're in a situation where there's cameras, it's such a large learning curve. It's a reality TV show. It's a pro- like it's a production, and there are a lot of genuine things. 
Um, but when I was kind of like navigating as the, through like the bachelor and the bachelorette, the things that I reminded myself about is if, if it felt wrong, like if something felt wrong in my gut, I always listened. Like mm-hmm. my gut was never wrong. Like anytime you have that feeling of like, something's not right here, your gut's always correct, whether you can like figure out what it is in that time or not. But I reminded myself of that constantly because there are a lot of moments where there's like things that were suggested. I'm not even like from production, but just there's a lot of people who bandwagon jump or whether it's how people are talking to each other. And especially when you're filming something, you can say whatever the heck you want and your consequences don't come until a few months later when it airs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would stress like, me out. Trouble. Essentially, essentially, it's like really having discipline in your thoughts and what you say. And also it's like your words and what, like someone can suggest something, but nobody can force you to say anything or do anything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they can tell you, and have boundaries of what you can't talk about, but nobody can push you to specifically talk about something and force you to do that. And so I was just like, it's going to be my face on the screen. It doesn't matter who says it. Like I'm going to be the one that would have to take the consequences Mm -hmm. and I have to be comfortable with my actions. And so I never strayed away from like who Michelle was. If I didn't believe in something, I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I had 50 people telling me to do it if I if that's not what I believe in that's not what I believe in and I, I stood my ground with that very very much so so that as this aired and as I'm in the still in the spotlight now if I made mistakes I would come by those mistakes honestly mm-hmm. I would have thought them through and I wouldn't have regrets about it I would just it would be a mistake not a regret whereas right. if you lose yourself and if you do something that's out of the lines of what Michelle Young is or what Teddy is or what, whatever who yeah. you are then that's where you have issues and it, it takes a little bit more work to move past so just right. it was all like okay would I do this does this feel right does this make sense what I say cool. beautifully said I feel like in a lot of just life experiences like we can feel forced like my biggest thing that drives me nuts is how so many women say I'm sorry you know, or like, oh, oh they like God. back down and make themselves weak. It's like, you're sorry about what? You're communicating yeah. via email, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, to, it's like every experience we have, we could always step back and do what you just said. Be like, who is Sonia? Like, what does she want to portray to, you know, everyone receiving my yeah. message? And that's yeah. a really powerful thing. So thank it's you. It's so mm-hmm. hard to be unapologetic. Like, and that's hard for, especially even women, I don't even blame women. I think, I think it's society that's created us that way. And now we have to unlearn it while society is still like that. Right. And so it's like really bringing it to awareness of like, you don't actually have to be apologetic about your actions or not wanting to do something or, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Speaking up or whatever people are like the labels people are going to put on you. It's like, we have to unlearn that even, and we want society to unlearn it, but they're not going to at the pace that we are. Right. And that's why teachers are important and mentors and coaches and inspiring, you know, speakers are a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people like gravitate and are connected and are like, oh, me, I I hear you and me and I see you in me. And I think that that's pretty cool. And that's why there are pros to social media and being able to connect. Like, I mean, I DM'd you and here we are. It's so cool. And thank you for this. 
Yeah. Uh, we end every podcast with the question. Wait, what? I have one more quick question. Oh, Throw it at me. Before the banger at the end. Okay, Throw it okay, at okay. me. Why am you I nervous? Did you <laughs> ever have my way? Did Tell you, you ever pop out of the closet? <laughs> pop out of the Yeah, like I'm here. I'm like, we're sitting on. together at the Super Bowl, Michelle. I don't right, know. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Did you ever get a crush on a camera guy or a producer? Because you know on The Bachelor, it's like you're supposed to like him. But it's like, what if you don't? And what if you like someone behind the camera? I know that there have been people who have done this, but no. But <laughs> I will say no. Hard pass. No. I feel like I would. Wouldn't that be a love story? Third, I turned on like all the 32 guys that were there for a camera, <laughs> cameraman. No, no. I, I never had a crush on anybody else. Um, again, <laughs> Yes, they know your personal life and just different things, but I always also saw it as like, they're at their job. It's like business, yeah. professional, and they just become your friends and family members. I got to know the people behind the cameras so that I could be more natural in front of the cameras. So yeah. I awesome. definitely, I definitely was one of the few leads that like, when, when cameras were down, I would talk to them. I'd get to know <laughs> them, their families. Like we genuinely had so many fun times. I had a family dinner where we brought all of like the camera crew and cool. producers that were like in my produce production circle um together because like they really were so important to me um where I know that there's like not everybody looks behind the camera yeah <laughs> I was yeah. just curious because I was like yeah I, like, yeah no there's, there's the Sonia Sonia <laughs> Sonia's interested send any cameramen her way let yeah, me know what your type is and I, I'm gonna have a few for you. <laughs> Wait, okay. So you did mention Michelle Obama. Like, is there anyone like with your celebrityness that you have met that you've been in awe of? Obviously, it's probably not Bachelor Nation people pushing beyond that. Uh, it is, yeah, it is so weird being in this position. I'm really not good at recognizing oh funny, quote unquote celebrities, unless you know. I'll say a really cool moment was when I went to like an, a Fenty event and Rihanna walked into her own Fenty wow. launch party and goes, oh my God, Michelle. And it kind of like <laughs> took a second to be like, like me? Yeah, like, like, yeah so that was- Beautiful women in the world. Did you- Yeah, so that, that, was, that was really cool. And, and if anything goes with being unapologetically yourself, you know, yeah. definitely her. take after her when- anybody asks like well, okay who's the next man and the Rihanna said it best when she was like how I don't like I'm not looking for no man let's start there yeah to a, <laughs> like to a T yeah. amen okay yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> like mm, Super Bowl pro athletes I'm good yeah yeah no I'm not looking honestly <laughs> like, pro athletes don't Very. really have like don't the do it that's dating record no, so you know I won't I won't label any one for sure, but um, yeah, you're gonna have true. to fit in my course of growth in order to get my time. I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. There are men. There are good men out there. There, yeah. you're yeah, gonna find I'm, a really nice person. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be somewhere. They, they've got to be somewhere. <laughs> they are. They are. They're looking for you. You're looking for them. But I'm not I looking guess, for them, but they can look for me yeah, and find me. You're as not. A, you know? I'm looking for you. Oh, perfect. 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 Yeah. Okay, okay wait. All right. Now, before Tony gets too creepy, our yeah. last question with everybody. 
What makes you feel the most alive? Oh, what makes me feel the most alive? Why do I think about this frequently? <laughs> really? I felt extra dead lately and I need to figure that out. Okay. No, what makes me the most alive is being able to travel and being able to put down my phone and laptop and whatever it is, like truly being able to set those things down. And whether it's like hiking up to a beautiful waterfall, like when I got to go to Iceland, mm. all those different things where you get to like live in the moment and actually like take in the beauty around you. Or if it's like being out on the lake or out on the water, that's what 100% makes me feel like I'm living mm. to a T. You know, because it's it's like you're forced to live in the moment. You're forced in order to enjoy it. You're forced to like actually feel what you're looking at. Yeah. So not through a lens. <laughs> yeah, not through a lens. Yes. Lovely. Definitely. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're awesome. I can't wait to watch and cheer for you. And February thirteenth. Yes, February thirteenth. Um, stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of different things that are coming up that you guys will be able to react with engage with um take part in and kind of just what i'm going to be doing moving forward and yeah i'm, I'm excited awesome well, we'll all be on the lookout and we'll all be supporting you thank you so much for this empowering conversation michelle yes you guys were so so sweet we'll have to definitely keep in touch um as i move forward as well just for sure Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.